Welcome to the Dynamic Duo Defiance Podcast, where real talk for business meets bold disobedience. I'm Natalie Arsenault. I'm Shantara Chapman. And we're the Dynamic Duo of Defiance. Yes, we are. So, this is the third installment, third and final installment. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say final. Nothing's ever really final. But the third part of a three-part series um, about our book, Embracing Resistance and How to Conquer Your Critics. Right. And so, the first two parts, uh, we kind of talked, kind of gave context around resistance and some really conceptual things to help people reframe what resistance can do. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle part, the part two, we talked about practical, a little, uh, some of the practical applications of that. And so this third part, we really just want them to consider some of the the ways in which it takes form and shape in, in their regular lives, at work, personal, all that good stuff. Yeah, this is very much the tactical part of it. Okay. Yes, these are the tactics. (laughs) We're going to keep that part, I think. Mm -hmm. Because that's great. Yep. That's what happens. That's Microsoft. Yeah. Microsoft be doing stuff. And and you turn it off and it still says... It still says stuff. Anyway. Or you go to shut down and... And then it's like you thought you was gonna leave quick, and you're still in the office for another hour while it's updating. You can't take your laptop off the little off the thing. docking station. Yeah, so you know, let's stop talking about it before things go astray. I know. Let's stop. Okay, so again, the book is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You can go out to Amazon. You can Google Shantara Chapman on Amazon. You can look up Natalie Arsenault on Amazon. You can type in the actual book name, Embrace Resistance, How to Conquer Your Critics. And the little micro book will come up. It's great for like, it's really great to kind of, I think, and this is kind of a sidebar from the from the whole jumping in to consider this piece. But I think it's a really good book for teams. Like if you have a, yeah. a small team, like a team of 10 or whatever, then I think it's a good thing that you can kind of work your way through to help your team dynamics get better. Um, it, and and it's small enough to where your whole team can read it in like five or ten minutes, 20 if they're like slow readers and they like to digest as they read along. But then they, you know, at weekly meetings or however many meetings you have, quarterly meetings, monthly meetings, whatever, they can come back and at the top, you know, of the meeting, you can do a little... How are we going to embrace resistance to make our team better? Yep. Concept type of thing. So think about that um, as we talk through this section, the last section. The last section. Consider this. And what I like about the consider consider this section is it asks questions. So now you're starting to mold things over and think about how you do things, right? Yeah. Like the first thing says, do you embrace resistance in business or are you reaching for the predictably attainable. Yeah. So are you really embracing what you're trying to do, trying trying to go towards yeah. or or are you just going for what people you think people want you to yeah. have? Yeah. Yeah. And we interestingly enough, we were just talking about this because we were talking about the movie that I saw and you you hadn't seen it. You know you did see it. And the little marketing piece in the movie where the girl pitched the the her ad. Yes, yes. And it was a great marketing pitch. Yeah. 
But they decided to go the other market pitch because the guy was like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And she's trying to shake up marketing and get them to think, you know, combine. the box. Yeah, combine demographics together. There's no real reason to, like, just have this one target. You could have multiple targets. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to do that. So they were reaching for the predictably attainable. Yep. Instead of embracing what could. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people are afraid of what they think would happen, right? So there's yeah. this fear of doing something outside of the box and you have in your mind what you think is going to be resistance. Yeah. You have in your mind what you think people are going to do if you go that route. Yep. And so you say, no, I'm just going to stick with what works because yeah. this is what's already worked, right? But um, we actually came up with a couple of things so you can think about when it comes to embracing resistance. What might that look like? Right. If you were trying to you know, think outside the box a little bit. Embrace, Embrace the resistance. resistance. It might look like passionate questions. Mm-hmm. It might, so, And some people mistake. So I just want to be clear about what passion means. Because I've had this conversation with people before. And for some reason, people think that passion means that you're yelling or yeah. you're very heated. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's necessarily what passion means. Um, I mean, I... I Whatever you do in your relationship, that's your business. But I don't think that's what passion means. I think it just means that people have something that means a lot to them. It invokes an emotion. Yes. And those are the types of questions you may be getting. Right. And then provocative dialogue. Yes. So that's really where I think um, change happens. Yes. It's in the provocative dialogue it's in having conversations that have the emotion Mm -hmm. but then taking it a step further yeah and saying okay why is this like this or why do you feel this way um active listening yes that's something people don't do anyway is people most times are just looking uh, waiting for you to stop so they can respond yes and and why you talking they formulate their response versus waiting (laughs) to hear what you actually have to say yeah yeah so um all good things about yeah. embracing resistance or being predictably attainable. I really hope people don't choose. Life is not fun with predictably attainable. Mm-mm. I really don't. And I think the other thing, too, for people who are in small businesses, I think a lot of times the examples that are on platforms are the really large businesses that small businesses are trying to grow into. And so they see the large businesses really kind of accepting the status quo. Mm-hmm. But for them, for for a Fortune 100 company, right, they have their market share. Right. And um, they understand that there's probably not much more, more market share that they can necessarily gain. While they too shouldn't stagnate and accept the predictably attainable, to use them as your example can sometimes cause you to be a little more laxed than you should be. Right. You should be pushing the envelope and 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 trying to um, blaze the trail because they're, they're, they have stakeholders and shareholders to answer to and those people like calm, smooth waters to right. sail on. So their decisions are a little different than the decisions of when you're young, startup or your small entrepreneurial type um, of business. So keep that in mind also um, that your examples that have reached the top are probably pretty predictable at this point. Um, But they probably weren't that in the beginning to Mm -hmm. get to where they are now. Yep. 
Okay, so the other question we ask is, are you allowing your customers, colleagues, and teams to ask critical questions? Yeah, um, this is good because a lot of times um, people go to meetings and the person who called the meeting, the leader or whomever, is the only person that talks. Mm-hmm. So in their minds, you, you're here to listen to me tell you what we need to do. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So nobody's asking questions. No one's challenging you. So we really don't know if your solution is really the best. It's just the only one that's on the table. Yep. Because no one's willing. You haven't made anyone comfortable enough to ask good questions and critical questions. Yeah. And so some of the critical questions may sound like, uh, what's driving this initiative? Yeah, why are we doing it? Why are we doing what we're doing? Uh, Is it aligned with the overall strategy? Mm -hmm. And why is it important? Right. And if you can't answer those questions, you really shouldn't be moving forward yet. Right. They're good questions. And you have to know the answers to these questions in order to, in my opinion, be able to justify moving forward with any project. Oh, yes, definitely. And a lot of times projects get started before they even... I know that because, you know, working with clients that we have today. Yes, correct. We have clients who are all the way down the road spending millions of dollars. And then you ask them what the strategy, does it align to the overall strategy? And no one can tell you what the overall strategy was or is. Um, Or even why it's important other than why the project thinks it's important. No one's asked the people that they're supposed to be delivering this project for why no one has their answer why they think it's important what what are you answering for the people that you 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 built a laptop for a reason right bill gates didn't build it for bill gates to use yep he built it for the masses to use so why is it important for us to use your laptop mm-hmm. i don't really care why you think it's important right for you to use your, your own laptop. laptop right so get out of your own head and really start thinking about the people who are um, your customers, your colleagues, and your teams, and, and thinking about their perspectives and things. Mm-hmm. So, are you proactively looking for holes in the strategy or plan? This is good because you should be doing it anyway. Yep. You should be looking for holes. You should be looking for holes that, uh, you know, the types of holes we're talking about budget, resources, time. What, what, what things could we be doing better? Have mm-hmm. we considered everything as it relates to these things? A lot of projects, again, they don't ask themselves these questions. Especially the resource piece. Especially, especially the resource. They may talk about budget to they're blue in the mm-hmm. face. And even about timing, because you need to have it done on time. Right. But what type of resources it's going to take? No, that's rarely considered. Rarely considered. And it's never readdressed. <clears throat> never later. readdressed. Rarely do they go Most back and look at it yep. again. Yep, and and the and when it comes to the resource piece too, a lot of times they don't consider things around like attrition. Like they just think people are gonna stay where they at for forever. And I'm like, this is a two year long project. Things change in people's lives. People's parents get sick, and they need a job that's closer to home rather than coming here. They or people, they're in the midst of a promotion. Or they're in the midst of a promotion. Or they get another offer that's a little bit more tantalizing than what you have right now. I mean, like, no one thinks about people leaving and moving on to something else. And so you just 
they missed that as an opportunity. It. Yep. Uh, the other question around things you should be considering when you're trying to embrace resistance is, is there healthy skepticism around the initiative? Keyword is healthy. Tied yes. to skepticism. I don't just want skeptics. Yeah, because that's like a heckler. <laughs> that's a heckler. That's a heckler in the room for no apparent reason. Right. It's like, dude, why are you here? Why do you keep talking? <laughs> I'll come to your job and mess with you. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so. But healthy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So some of the possible things that um, may come up as topics for resistors are, you know, key differentiators. Like, you know, and we see this a lot of times. People will have technology, for example, in place right now that the company is using. And all of a sudden somebody gets a whim that we should go off and go get some different technology that does something very similar to what is being done right now, but costs about $50 million. And... Everybody's like, why? What is the point? What's the what's the difference between what we are doing right now? We have this; it meets all of our needs. Why do we need to go do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you know, people are going to ask you, what's the difference? Yep. <laughs> Potentially, um, timing and competing priorities. Yeah, because there's always something else that well, there's always something that comes up. Yeah. Because you never know if the boss needs something, something's changed, we lost the money. <laughs> the money is no longer here. Why Did y'all watch the news yesterday? We did this and we got on the news and now we're broke. Uh-huh. You know, there are things that oh, happen. we got fined by the SEC. We got fined. And I'm not going to be your CEO no more. Sorry, y'all. And so now we need <laughs> so to talk about it. We don't know what's going to happen. New CEO don't think this is a priority. <laughs> correct. Correct. Um, and then the payoff, right? Risk versus benefits. Yeah. That's huge to consider. Yeah, that's really, it really is because we're taking a, a lot of times, most projects, especially when we're talking about new technology, you take a huge risk. Yes. Because downtime, you're assuming people are going to embrace it, those kind of things. You have to ensure that there are some key benefits like it's gonna make somebody's life better. Yeah. Before you just go out and upgrade and, and risk it all. Yeah. <laughs> and again, you have to make sure you know you had money earmarked. You please have the money earmarked, people. So now we're moving into kind of this very tactical piece, the yeah. do something part yeah. of the book. We've asked ourselves lots of questions. Mm-hmm. We've talked about why it's important to embrace resistance. We talked about what you gain by doing so. Now it's okay. Here's some things you should be doing. Mm-hmm. If you say, yes, I want to embrace resistance. Mm-hmm. How shall I do that? Yes. We're going to tell you how. Yes. First up, be intentional. Yes. Know that that's what you're going to do. That's to- important. Yeah. And make sure that you've built your team around that. If you know that you're going to be that team that's going to step outside the box and go for it all and risk everything mm-hmm. and embrace these resistors, you got to have the right people for you that. have to have. So everybody who has a job is not really a grown person. Nope. I know we think that. I know we think, oh, they have a driver's license. They own a home. They drive themselves to work and pay a mortgage. Nope. They are mature enough. That's a big word, mature, because I know people right now that I think are whiny little, mm, mm, mm. and I just look at them in meetings and be like, really? Somebody paying you? Somebody is paying you. And then I take it a step further and say, somebody married you. You're raising other whiny kids? children. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No. So, and, and, and quite frankly, none of this happens without being intentional. That's why it's the first thing that we put when we say do something because 
everything else falls apart. If you're not intentional about it and you don't say this is what we are going to, to do, <laughs> then it's not ever it's not going gonna to happen. happen. Nope. Yeah. So the next one is after obviously you've decided to be intentional, <laughs> you have to be open. Yeah. Um, allow suggestions. Uh, you could create a suggestion box and share what you've learned. There's all kinds of ways to like be open to the discourse, open to some of those uncomfortable conversations that challenge the status quo. Um, but you have to be open. You have to be open. Um, I don't know if there's anything to add to that because that's very clear to me. It seems, you know, but it's clear to us. <laughs> Again. There's a lot of people on the planet that haven't quite grasped that concept. Yeah. Yeah. But the next thing we have helps with the be open. Yes. And then the third thing is being vocal. Mm -hmm. And what we mean by being vocal is, you know, tell people, I want to hear from you. What? Say it. We Use have to, those words. I got to tell somebody? You got to tell them. Okay. So we're suggesting, you know, maybe 10 minutes in a meeting or something for challenging questions. For people to give their feedback, but you got to create ground rules because once you say, "Tell me something you don't like about it," everybody's going to go in, in, and it may get personal. Yes, so create it may get personal. Create ground rules for <laughs> how people give you the feedback. Yes, and how long they have the floor. Correct. How you get to respond to that feedback or answer those questions, yes. that kind of thing, because. If you just allow people to ask you questions and you say, I'm going to get back to you, and there's no rule that says you need to get back to them within 48 hours, 48 hours that you most likely may not get back to them because it's a, you're going to think they're troublemakers. And I don't want to answer them, but she should know this answer already. And why is she asking me that in front of other people anyway? Putting me on blast like right. that in front of people. Did you see she had attitude? Nope, I ain't answering that. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff we have to, the ground rules yes. prevents. Yes. And so just saying the words, I want to hear from you. Saying the words, let me know what you think. Let me know how you feel about this change. Do you think we, you know, we've outlined the benefits the way we should? Right. Do you see this as a benefit? Mm -hmm. How do you see yourself in this initiative now versus in six months? Yep. Those kind of questions, that's the kind of stuff you want to know and you want to ensure that you're being very vocal about showing. And to add to that also... The be vocal piece when, you know, it, 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 I always laugh when I'm like in various companies, town hall meetings and things of that nature and the leadership, you know, there's a couple people in the room who may be saying any number of things, asking questions. And you can always tell the group of people who just really are introverted or wallflowers and they don't like to speak up in front of other people. Right. And so in that case, it's a bit more challenging for those folks who probably have very good ideas potentially mm -hmm. or good questions at least to be vocal. So you have to pay attention to those people also who are like wallflowers. Right. Um, you know, there's kind of two approaches to that. One is call them out and say, oh, hey, Bob or Julie or whatever. Um, you haven't really said anything. What are you thinking? The other thing is you can also pull them off to the side and talk to and them talk to them because sometimes it makes them go more in their shell when you call them out. Right. <laughs> so you got to know your people. <clears throat> okay. Along with being intentional, open, and vocal, proactive. You have to be proactive. <laughs> 
uh, which means establish an atmosphere for constructive criticism and for that healthy skepticism that we talked about earlier to come out. Right. Yeah, being able to, again, all of this is, you may be listening and thinking, they're putting all of this on us, on me. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. You have to set the stage for embracing this stuff. Yep. You have to set the stage for this. You do. And so being proactive means you start off the conversation. Correct. You put the first critical question out there. You do all of those it's things. all you doing a lot of work, which is why a lot of stuff never happens. Yeah. People don't want to do the work. Because this is a, if you're able to do these things, you are exhibiting something that's very rare and that's called leadership. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that they're leaders and they're managers. Leaders actually know how to embrace this. Correct. Leaders know how to lead conversations around critical uh, questions and these this healthy skepticism that we talked about. Leaders know how to navigate that. Yep. And so, and they also are proactive about it. They're not waiting for you to come to them with issues. They're going to ask you what your issues are. Correct. So. Correct. So, do those things. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a good runway to start. Right. Obviously, there's probably about fifty other things you could do too. Right. But these are kind of those core foundational pieces that if you don't have these things in place, then you're probably not going to get the kinds of results you want. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of the last thing that we want you to remember is that, you know, again, resistance is everywhere. People are going to have it. So let them resist. Yep. And when they do, embrace it. Yeah. And if you ever have, you know, the, the importance to me, the importance of this book is Behavior, and we know this because we deal with it all the time, specifically around change and transformation, whether it's micro changes that are happening inside of an organization or things that are on a much bigger um, scale of change. Behavior takes a little while to uh, move over into the new behavior. So old behaviors die hard. That's a saying that was long around long before any of us got here. But... um, this little book kind of helps to me kind of helps ground you a bit when you forget and we all do because mm-hmm. you know i've been in plenty of meetings i'll be like i wish they would just shut up yeah because yeah, it goes on get, right but it could be a healthy discussion that's going on and i'm just ready for my own little agenda to take off right, right. so it's it you can come back to this book and ground yourself and be like, oh, okay, so that's true. They, you know, you should actually allow for healthy skepticism around the initiative, right? Right. So it kind of just kind of brings things back to remembrance for you. Right, right. Yeah, it's one of those, it's an easy way to, it's almost like a checklist. Yes. It's a, you know, it's small enough that it can be a checklist. It could be. Where... You just say, okay, have I done this and this and this yet? Mm -hmm. What are the other things I need to be doing? You know, that kind of thing. And so having this book on your desk or, you know, kind of in your, you know, your space space somewhere, it's easy to just kind of help you to get your juices flowing, understand who you are. Um, I like what we have on the back. On the back cover of the book, it says, engage your team, use your strengths, be agile and open, commit to stay in the course. Yeah. This helps you to do those things. Yes. And it's very simple. I mean, a lot of times we like to think that everything has to be so hard. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. 
We, we make things. it hard. Yep. <laughs> we make it hard. We make it very hard. Yeah. So, um, I think that that's kind of that's it. That's the book. Go out on Amazon and pick it up and start embracing resistance. You'll see that your life will be a lot better because uh, it's all around. You're not you, there. You will never squash it. Nope. You won't. You won't squash it. And being that one person in the room or the one team on the floor that starts to embrace it, you will start to be the one that thrives. Yep. And people will notice it. Yes. And you'll be a legend in your own time. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So um, I think that's all we have for today. I think so. So just remember, one, that we're come to you every couple of weeks with little nuggets of defiance here and there. And so uh, follow us. Follow us. Follow us for regular little, you know, on our social media, we put out all sorts of updates, things that we don't necessarily catch on the podcast and all that. So go out to the dynamicduodefiance.com and you'll be able to get to like all of our social media because it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, Mm -hmm. it's YouTube, it's It's (laughs) everything. It's everything. So Find your social media path and then follow us uh, from from our website. Right. So just remember, everyone has a spark of defiance. And we're here to stoke the embers. Bye. Bye. <laughs>